work hard to treat you with respect and get the job done right. And you can always trust Burkhardt to give you a fair price. For heating this year, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella.
Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. have the privilege of taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. And, of course, uh, another great show in store for you today. Looking forward to, again, the next two hours. We'll talk about what's going on with the Saints, uh, the coaching search. Uh, we'll get into also what's happening with the, um, uh, the, the, the future in terms of the players, uh, what the uh, Saints may be looking at. Especially with this being Senior Bowl week, of course, a huge week uh, with Senior Bowl week. Also, uh, an opportunity to be able to uh, take a look at what's going on, uh, obviously, with the Super Bowl that's coming up. I know a lot of people are really happy about the uh, fact that Cincinnati Bengals will be in the uh, Super Bowl. And uh, I'll give you a little taste of, again, some of the local players uh, that are going to be in the bowl. Uh, most of those, obviously, again, well, with, uh, with Cincinnati. Whether that's ties to um, the uh, the New Orleans Saints or ties to, to again, the LSU Tigers. So, again, a lot of um, – and Tulane Greenway. Let's not leave Tulane out of there as well. Uh, so, again, there's some a lot of local ties there. We'll get into that. Been a really good uh, weekend for college basketball uh, for the most part uh, in, in, in the southeast Louisiana uh, with, again, uh, UNO continuing to win. Uh, Tulane with, again, a huge win over Wichita, their second one this season. Uh, in front of a huge crowd, and I say a huge crowd, 2,500 or so um, over at Fogelman. Uh, so, again, an opportunity for uh, the fans to be able to come out there. LSU, again, stub their toe against TCU. And, unfortunately, the Pels right now are in a situation where, again, they're, they're just injured, uh, very, very injured. Uh, and uh, what looked like was going to be a pretty good month in January is going to turn out to be a losing month in January for the Pels, no matter, again, what happens uh, tonight against Cleveland. So again, that's that's a little frustrating. I got to be honest with you, uh, for um, for for everyone. But uh, you know, again, uh, it, it is definitely a tough situation uh, uh, for, for for the Saints uh, when you when you look at everything that um, everything that has transpired. You know, over the um, o- 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 sorry for the Pelicans o- over the last uh, year or so. So we'll get into that as well. Again, now you're listening to again uh, 106.1 FM Nash Icon iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app. Don't forget also, again, about our podcast. It's on the Anchor Podcast. And uh, as always, we invite you to, um, uh, to join us on the, uh, on the podcast. This week on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports, uh, we're going to be joined by um, uh, Jeff Duncan of NOLA.com uh, and the Times-Picayune. Uh, and, of course, um, we uh, looking forward to having, um, having him on the program. And as always, again, um, we... Uh, We'll, we have a Larry Holder on our on our Monday show, so again, uh, this is um, an opportunity to kind of pick Larry's brain for the first time about the situation with um, Sean Payton. Uh, again, so much more going on. So again, check that out. That'll be about five thirty-five this afternoon. Uh, first of all, again, uh, congratulations to um, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for getting into um, uh, the big game with again yesterday's overtime win over Kansas City in Kansas City. Look, nobody really thought. Uh, you know, at, uh, when you start looking at, um, uh, you know, down 21-3 to 3, uh, that they'd come back. I, I had a pretty good feeling that Joe Burrow was not going to look as it was. Um, just, such a, just such a clutch young quarterback. Just amazing. I mean, I know what we saw uh, at, uh, you know, at LSU. Uh, again, his maturity uh, under fire. And, of course, what happened in 2019 with that incredible season, possibly the greatest season in the history uh, of, of college football. Uh, but um, uh, for him to be in the Super Bowl in his second year uh, as a pro 
And then, of course, I give a lot of kudos also to the Cincinnati Bengals. Look, they have been in a situation where they've been drafting high for a few years. Uh, obviously, again, when you get a chance to be able to get a franchise quarterback like uh, like Joe Burrow, that makes a difference. But sometimes you get these young franchise quarterbacks, and it takes a few years for this to be able to, you know, kind of come to fruition. Um, the AFC is just chock full of, of all of these young guns, man. And um, really kind of glad, you know, for the sake of the Saints right now, where the NFC is kind of down when it comes to quarterbacks. Where, again, a lot of the really, really, really good young quarterbacks are in the AFC. But really a, a lot of um, local flavor when you talk about what's going to be happening in the Super Bowl in two weeks. Of course, Joe Burrow uh, starting a quarterback. Jamar Chase starting at wide receiver for the uh, Bengals. Stanley Morgan, a New Orleans native, also a wide receiver on that team. Puka Williams, Thad Moss. Uh, okay, Puka Williams went to Kansas, but he's a Louisiana native. Also, again, uh, Thad Moss, son of um, Randy Moss on that LSU team. Uh, both those guys on injury reserve. Uh, on defense, Trey Hendrickson, of course, formerly of, of the New Orleans Saints. Von Bell with the big interception yesterday to seal the deal, formerly of the Saints. Tyler Shelvin, uh, again, uh, their fourth-round pick uh, out of LSU, and their other fourth-round pick uh, out of Tulane, Cam Sample. Uh, also, Joe Bakken was a linebacker that was um, was brought into camp as an undrafted free agent for the Saints. He uh, he hung around, I think he hung around for uh, into the regular season and was on the practice squad at one point, and then was playing some special teams. But again, he's on that on that Cincinnati team as the linebacker. As far as the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Odell Beckham, of course, a midseason trade, which has really saved them with Robert Woods going out. Uh, and he has really become an a, 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 a integral part of that offense uh, with the Los Angeles Rams since he's come in. You know, there was a lot of talk that, again, maybe he would be there, you know, a season, and, and then he's going to be an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season, and then possibly maybe the Saints have a chance at him, you know, down the line here. Look, first of all, with Sean Payton moving on, I kind of doubt that. And then, of course, remember, he lives in Los Angeles. And my guess is, in the in the limelight in L.A., formerly being in New York, then going to Cleveland, uh, that again he'll probably stay in L.A. But obviously he's a big one. Andrew Whitworth, who again a former Cincinnati Bengal, former number one pick of Cincinnati, was there for over a decade, uh, is is again now still playing and playing at a high level for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Grant Haley was a, a defensive back that played a lot of special teams for the Saints. He was able to get in in a pinch when they had uh, when they had injuries. Um, he's on that Los Angeles Rams team, and of course Cooper Cup, and his his ties to New Orleans is his his grandfather uh, was Jake Cup, who was an original Saint back in 1967. So he was one. He was an original Saint. He was a guard on on that team. So uh, again, you you look at uh, you know there's going to be a lot of local flavor. That's going to be on on stage on the biggest stage of the Super Bowl in two weeks in Los Angeles, uh, with again the majority of those players uh, playing for uh, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. It's also a huge week uh, for the Saints as they prepare for life po- post Peyton. Um, we're hearing now again about the candidates that are being um, uh, interviewed for the Saints head coaching job. Look, I think a lot of us believe that it's going to be. Dennis Allen, but I'll say this. This is a very smart move on the part of um, Mickey Loomis, not just because he has to do it in, in terms of, again, interviewing minority candidates, but, again, having a chance to interview these candidates because, look, there's no guarantees here. You know, look, I understand the, what, they're, what they're trying to do. Uh, they're trying to be able to hold on to this culture that was created by Sean Payton. 
that, again, was passed on from Drew Brees to leader after leader after leader to now the leaders that you still have there um, as part of the New Orleans Saints. But if it doesn't work out, you know, if it's a situation where Dennis Allen is not a very good head coach, uh, where he doesn't command the type of presence that maybe a Sean Payton did when he was here in New Orleans, uh, where you see a, a, a dip, uh, you don't see the same type of, uh, of culture that was left behind that doesn't sustain itself long term. And look, we don't know. We have no clue. Nobody has any clue of life after Peyton. It's like, again, you really didn't have any clue about life after Breeze, except you knew it was going to be a little bit more difficult not having Breeze uh, being able to run this Peyton offense. So there are no guarantees here. Uh, you know, even if, if ultimately they, they, go, they go with Dennis Allen. So interviewing these candidates are good because you have a file down on these up-and-coming candidates in case, again, there is an opportunity down the line to be able to have to interview these candidates for any reason. Uh, former Philadelphia head coach Doug Peterson, who's got, real, who's got ties to Louisiana, uh, has been interviewed. Uh, now, look, he's a great quarterback coach. He's a developer of quarterbacks as well. He's an offensive genius. Um, and, you know, we've seen him uh, with Philadelphia change that, that entire franchise around. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen here down the line? Um, especially if, again, as these new coaches start to be named and they maybe they come in and start picking off some of the Saints' assistants. So that's another part of this as well. You know, um, when you start looking at the, the assistants on this team, how many are going to stay here and try to be able to, to, to work under uh, Dennis Allen uh, and to be able to, again, keep this culture in place? Um, former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores will be interviewed tomorrow. Uh, former Saints defensive back coach and, and also um, defensive back, if you remember, Aaron Glenn, now current uh, defensive coordinator uh, under Dan Campbell at, um, at Detroit. He will interview on Wednesday. And then again, current Saints defensive uh, uh, coordinator, uh, Dennis Allen, is expected to interview on Thursday. Now, no word on Eric Biamini yet. yet. Now, again, New Orleans native who, again, grew up in Los Angeles, obviously has family still back here in New Orleans. Um, he is a guy that was, is said to be possibly the heir apparent uh, up, up in Kansas City. Uh, again, he is a guy that, I, in my opinion, should have got a head coaching job years ago, but is not. Uh, no word on if he's going to get an interview or not. Um, there was a talk early. Uh, after Peyton resigned uh, or stepped down, quit, whatever you want to call it, uh, that uh, Biennemi would be on a short list to be able to interview, but no, no word whether Biennemi is going to interview for the, for the job or not. Also, this is a big week for the Saints when it comes to um, the, uh, the college game, and especially looking at the young, young players that will be coming into the league this year. Senior has been a little different now. Um, a lot of times your top players that are seniors don't go to the senior bowl, okay? They sit out, they work out, they do their private workouts, they go, they go to the combine, et cetera. So the game is not like it was, you know, a decade ago, maybe 15 to 20 years ago, where you can guarantee that, again, the top seniors were going to the senior bowl every single year because they wanted to be seen by the NFL scouts. Also, again, the, the coaches that, that were there and to be coached up by NFL uh, coaches as well. Look, I've always said, you know, I think it's it, the Saints haven't done it in years now because they've, they've been so successful. But anytime the Saints have an opportunity to be able to have their coaching staff in Mobile, coaching the team, usually the South team, right, uh, then, you know, they need to be all over it. Uh, because you get insight that maybe you don't get from sitting in the stands 
and, and watching the practices, being hands-on, watching some of these guys run your system. And it usually equates to the team that does that uh, or the coaching staff that has that. They, they have a pretty good handle on, again, what's going on with that upcoming draft. You know, not to discount that, you know, you can't have a great draft if you're not, again, head coaching a, or, or your coaching staff is not coaching in the senior bowl, but it gives you a little bit of an inside track. Uh, this year, it's unusual. Uh, almost every top quarterback that's coming out will be at the Senior Bowl this year. And that's pretty amazing because normally, again, a senior quarterback that's going into, in, into the draft will do private workouts, will rarely give himself in a position uh, that, that he's going to be at the Senior Bowl and put himself on the East-West Shrine game. You name any of them. But the Senior Bowl is really kind of a, as I've mentioned many, many times, it, it's a, kind of an NFL coaches convention. So you, you really get all type of NFL personnel there, former personnel, guys that are looking for jobs. So there's a lot of, lot of folks that are kind of there, there from the NFL. But this year, when you look at the, you know, if you're looking for a quarterback, as the Saints are, they're going to be on display all week long. And Kenny Pickett from Pitt, Sam Howell from the University of North Carolina, um, we keep, um, uh, Malik Willis of, um, of Liberty, uh, Desmond Ritter of Cincinnati, uh, Carson Strong of Nevada, and uh, Bailey Zappi of West Virginia, I'm sorry, of Western Kentucky University. All, th- all those players, all six of those quarterbacks are going to be practicing this week uh, at the Senior Bowl. So, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out going forward uh, with, with, with the Saints. If they are going to go young and take a chance on, on one of these young players, uh, it's said to be a very, very um, uh, defensive draft uh, where, again, a lot of defenders are going to go early. Uh, if that's the case, obviously these offensive players start to fall to you. We, we know, again, the Saints need wide receiver help. Uh, you know, we've talked about, again, and we'll get into this a little bit later on, backfilling the offensive line, probably began, you know, having to be able to bring in veterans, but also uh, possibly, again, drafting uh, an offensive lineman. Uh, I think the tight end position at this point, you've got some youth there. You really just need to go after a veteran that, that, that really can be the starter for that position. Um, depending on what's going to happen at defensive back, uh, you know, if you're going, if you're not going to re-sign PJ Williams, if ultimately Marcus Williams is is gone, uh, then you're probably looking at not just a veteran there, but also looking at a um, uh, probably again a rookie that you can groom. So you look at really the most critical position to me is wide receiver, quarterback. Obviously, got to backfill the offensive line, defense. You're pretty much intact. Uh, depending on what Quan Alexander is going to do and, and also P.J. Williams and what they're going to do with Marcus Williams. Uh, so there's not a lot of positions that are open, honestly, um, on this team. I mean, can you get better? Absolutely. You know, but, um, you know, you look at the wide receiver position, to me it's the most critical position on the team right now. Um, and this is a week where you can you can take a look at Now, some of the top receivers are not, are not in, um, uh, in, in Mobile. Some of the top receivers, unfortunately, got injured toward the end of the season. So, again, those guys are going to be rehabbing uh, as it comes time to go to, go to the NFL uh, combine. So we'll see how that plays out. But this is an interesting week because you get an opportunity to be able to see these quarterbacks up, up close and personal, practicing against uh, the, the, the top players in the draft, and then, of course, running a, a pro-style system that in a lot of cases maybe some of these kids didn't have a chance to run. So the Saints are at 18. Uh, they're going to draft, you know, they're going to draft right there in the middle of the pack for, for the entire draft. The question is, again, 
and you got to ask this question because look, it's no longer Sean Payton there making the, the calls here, right? Right? I mean, we know at the end of the day, Sean Payton made the final call on 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 personnel. It's Mickey Loomis at this point. We talked a little bit about it last week. Look, you know, Jeff Ireland has been incredible in terms of again his scouting prowess. And the reason why this team turned around from three straight seven and nine seasons to, again, getting them back into playoff contention, winning four straight uh, NFC South championships, and, of course, a heartbeat away a couple times of, again, going to the Super Bowl or to the NFC championship with, again, bad calls or just bad plays, uh, you know, in the mix on why they never made it. Uh, But with that said, this could be a draft where they can get healthy quick, especially picking at eighteen. They have some flexibility as well because of their picks. Uh, If they wanted to be able to, again, uh, you know, uh, put some picks together, move up for a certain player, they'd have that opportunity. If they wanted to stay put, they're in a pretty good spot in in the draft where, again, players will fall to them. And you see it all the time. When you get into the late 20s and and, and almost to 30, sure, you got players that fall to you, but it's really, you know, in that 15 to 20 where you see, again, after that top 10 where you'll start looking at those players falling and, and you can really, again, get a really good player at a position of need, especially if there's a run on a certain position. And from what we understand, defense is going to, is going to, is going to uh, rule the day, especially defensive line. And let's face it, the Saints are pretty, in pretty good shape on the, at the defensive line. Uh, could they add help, especially on the interior of the defense? Yes, but... You know, give, give a, lot of que- a lot of credit to Ryan Nielsen, who has coached up the defensive line uh, as good as anybody in the, in the history of this team uh, at the defensive line position when you talk to them about coaches. And, look, they've had some pretty good defensive line coaches in New Orleans over the years, especially during the Moore era here in New Orleans. I can say the same again uh, dur- during the Hassett era as well. Uh, but, look, you've seen Ryan Nielsen coach these guys up especially after last year when you had to have that purge of, of so many players uh, on the defense, especially the defensive line, and, and undrafted free agents stepped in, especially in the middle of the defense, uh, to be able to make a difference. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. But this is a huge week, Senior Bowl, so much so that, again, I was really considering going down and, and broadcasting live from the Senior Bowl, uh, you know, uh, and because, again, th- there is so much talent there and there's such a big need for what's going on with the Saints. Uh, so I will be definitely watching on Saturday. There's no doubt about that. And being, and, and definitely going to stay in, in tune with everything that's going on uh, with, the, uh, with the Senior Bowl and, and, of course, the reports throughout the week. We will try to get the correspondents um, that, that are down at the Senior Bowl on the program this week uh, so that they can um, you know, let us know what they're seeing. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to do that. And then, of course, another big week also, it's National Signing Day on Wednesday. And uh, we know that LSU is in the market for, again, three really good players that could, that could really uh, take this class to another level. We'll get into that in a little while. So this is a pretty big week all the way around. From college basketball to NBA basketball to, again, the future of the New Orleans Saints in terms of, again, uh, young young uh, draftees, undrafted free agents that may be on the team uh, to, again, restocking LSU uh, and, and their football team uh, on National Signing Day on Wednesday. All right. We're going to take a break. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart Air Conditioning and Heating. Here we go. Yo-yo again. We're going to have uh, uh, warmer temperatures early in the week, but by the weekend it's going to be cold again. You'll need that heater. So, again, when you flip on the air conditioning, is it working? Is it working properly for you? Do you need help with your heating system? If you do, think Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Again, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or your business. Truly a company can trust. That's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, 
acpromise.com. New Orleans country, 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes, in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country 106.1 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Macy's. This week at Macy's, get big savings on great Valentine's Day gifts they're sure to love like stunning fine jewelry from the Effie Gemstone Collections. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase, except gift cards, services, and fees. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit jpsojobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle if you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system you want someone who will be there to help right away take it from me eric asher when it comes to repair there's no one i trust more than my friends at burkhardt air conditioning and heating burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system and you can call them anytime the team has years of experience and they know how to get you up and running fast so when you need help with your ac or heating system you want someone who will be there right away visit burkhardt at acpromise.com acpromise.com and tell them eric sent you Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, Ray Stovall Plumbing is a full-service plumbing company that can handle all of your plumbing needs, including gas testing and permitting, as well as video inspections. We always have a master plumber in the field, and all employees are drug tested and background checked. Serving the South Shore and North Shore with service on Saturdays, that's Ray Stovall Plumbing, 504-373-5733. 504-373-5733. When you needed your mom, she was always there with the Vicks VapoRub. Its soothing scent calmed you back then, and it still does today. Awaken those childhood memories with the care and comfort of Vicks VapoRub. Trusted for generations. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me. I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati WKRP Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking 
Welcome back. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. Howard, Howard Houseman uh, died yesterday, formerly of what, WKRP in Cincinnati, the great TV show. And, of course, comes on the heels of Joe Burrow taking the Cincinnati Bengals uh, to their first Super Bowl in 30 years. As I mentioned, as we open up the program today, just a lot of uh, ties to the New Orleans Saints, former Saints, um, also former Tigers. Uh, we got guys that went to Tulane, also, again, uh, grew up in New Orleans. Uh, just a lot of, um, of um, uh, players that um, have New Orleans ties. As mentioned, just a few when, when you talk about um, um, the Los Angeles Rams. Beckham, obviously, again, went to Newman, uh, went to LSU. Whitworth, obviously, again, LSU, um, uh, great. Uh, talked about Grant Haley, who was um, formerly on the Saints as a, as a backup corner and a special teams guy. And, of course, uh, Cooper Cup, who's uh, the grandson of Jake Cup, who was an original New Orleans Saint, uh, a guard uh, that played for the, the original New Orleans Saints. So, uh, But, um, I mean, just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, eleven players on that roster uh, that uh, that have ties to either New Orleans, LSU, or Tulane on that Cincinnati roster. You know, again, the, the Saints are in a situation where, as I mentioned, um, you know they're going to be looking strong at everything that's going on at the Senior Bowl. But as the current roster goes, look, we know that quarterback is, is the most important need right now. Um, the question is, is Loomis going to re-sign Jameis Winston? Now, we're hearing that the Steelers have an interest. Well, how much of an interest do they have? Are they willing to get? Uh, are they willing to give him big money and, and a long-term deal? Is it going to be a prove-it-to-me contract coming off of that knee injury? Uh, and, and is it a situation now with Peyton not here that maybe he wants to move on to another team? Um, will he be the same player we saw last year with Peyton gone? That's another question. You know, he, he, he tried. Look, there is no doubt when you look at 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, and you look at the way he took care of the football, that um, it pretty much that there was an impression that was left by Drew Brees when he walked away and by what Sean Payton wanted out of him. Uh, the question is, you know, is it Pete Carmichael? Is he the OC now? Can, can they get that out of, out of Jameis Winston? Look, I have no problem in running it back with Winston, uh, and I've said this before. Now, I will say this again. Um, that I think it's a little bit of an indictment on Jameis Winston, the fact that Sean Payton is walking away, because I've said before, if they had a franchise quarterback here, I don't think Sean Payton walks away. I think he sticks it out, especially with a championship defense and then just having to retool just a few of, again, the the, the um, uh, positions on this team and positions that, again, can be retooled very, fairly quickly. You know, it's not like your offensive line is, is, is decimated. It was decimated by injuries. When healthy, it's one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You've got to tweak that a bit. You've got to see what you're going to do with Armstead. Wide receivers, again, Michael Thomas is going to come back. I'm going to talk about him in a minute. Um, and, and, and then you just got to add a few players to, 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 to that uh, position. Um, we talked about the, the, the defensive backfield. Uh, so there's not, to me, there's just not a lot that, that you have to redo here. Um, there's a lot of rumors that, again, that, that Mickey Loomis and, and this regime um, was, uh, Mickey, Mickey Loomis and this regime was a, uh, uh, is really interested in bringing Teddy Bridgewater back. Uh, if that's accurate, well, you know, we'll see how that plays out. The, the question is, again, how much, can the senior bowl quarterbacks in, in, in impress Jeff Ireland that, that they would, would look into drafting them in, one of them in the first round? Or maybe later on, depending, again, on, on where, where it is. 
Wide receivers are neat. But I'm going to tell you right now, they're not trading Michael Thomas, okay? Unless they feel, they truly feel that he's going to be a cancer for the new coach, okay? In that case, they're going to take a huge loss when it comes to compensation. Guy hasn't played really in two seasons. He was a shell of what he was in the season that he played in because he was, because he was injured. Um, with the, the, the not getting the surgery, uh, the problems within the locker room. I mean, all these other coaches know what's going on there. And believe me, they'll take Michael Thomas off your hands for a bargain. There's no doubt about that. The question is, if you're the Saints, are you willing to do that? Uh, to me, you've got to stick it out with him. Uh, salary cap implications, okay, because you're trying to get under the cap now somewhere between 61 and $71 million, which I don't think is going to be a problem, and I'll talk about that later. But you don't want to add to that. When healthy, he's one of the best possession wide receivers, if not the best possession wide receiver in the NFL. And he's going to, again, attract a lot of attention on the field when he's on the field, which is going to help the rest of the receiving core. So my guess is that, again, everyone gets a clean slate, no matter who the coach is, okay? And Thomas is starting with the Saints, which means, again, as I've talked about, adding a veteran starter, which there's some really good veterans that are going to be on, on the, on the uh, street this year. Um, also, a high draft pick to go along with Callaway, who, again, I think is um, – has proven that uh, he can play in the NFL. He's not a number one receiver, but he can play in the NFL. Um, you look at uh, Hardy, the former Harris. Um, uh, he's a guy that can be a playmaker for you. Uh, Smith and Montgomery are unrestricted free agents, honestly. You know, I, I like Montgomery a lot, but he may be a guy you can walk away from. And, and Smith has just been too injured and too inconsistent. But we'll see how the coaching staff feels about him if it's a, if it's a Cap-friendly deal, maybe they bring him back. Uh, as I've said, I think they need a veteran uh, pass catcher at the tight end position to go along with Troutman, who is still growing as a player, Jawan Johnson, who's a tweener, uh, and Vanette, who was so, so injured last year, you really don't have a bead on who he is. But again, a, a, a bona fide pass-catching tight end, a veteran coming in here uh, that can still block uh, would, be, would be an upgrade, no doubt about that. And then, of course, you've got to make a decision on Armstead. Uh, but I still think you need a veteran to push Ruiz. Uh, I just, it's almost unfair, and I, and, I, and I go back to originally. Look, you had Patrick Queen on, 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 on the uh, board then, and well, it's hard to walk away from a guy that's playing that well for the Baltimore Ravens still today, right? But they did, and they went with Ruiz, and they went with Ruiz and immediately moved him again from the center position in which he excelled at Michigan to, again, a guard position. Why? Because McCoy, who played guard at, 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 at Texas A&M, and excelled uh, at, at the center position in the NFL. So now you got this guy swinging back and forth this year. Uh, he didn't have Ramshack to cover him on one side, okay? And he was exposed. He played horrible. I watched this guy every single game, and he looked lost, okay? Um, did not look like a bona fide uh, guard that you can say you can go to war with each and every Sunday and count on it. Uh, more often than not, his bust led to uh, bad plays on the offense, the quarterbacks getting sacked, pressure on the quarterback, uh, he should have, he was, if anyone, when you look at, the, at, the, at that, that line, he should have been a guy that, that should have been able to hold his own, especially with, again, so many other players uh, that were being added around him because of injury. Do they move him to the center and just give up on the guard and go with another guard? Uh, and, and at that point, you know, uh, maybe move McCoy back? I can't see moving McCoy. McCoy's played very well. Why would you move him at that point? Uh, but, look, the Ruiz experiment is still up in the air. Uh, you know, you need to have somebody that can, that, can, that, that can push Ruiz and back up Pete because Pete's often injured. Uh, 
Uh, Hurst can play the right tackle if you want to move Ramshack to left tackle. Landon Young is also a guy that played right tackle. The horrible thing is for, for the Saints is you only got a little bit of a snapshot on him because he broke his foot, played through the broken foot, and it would have been nice to be able to see him for maybe three, four, five games to kind of judge, okay, can this guy play at the NFL level? Uh, he was a really, really good uh, tackle in, uh, at, at Kentucky. The hope is that, and again, he'll be a guy that can uh, can play the right tackle in the NFL. But you still need a swing guard tackle uh, that that that's needed. Whether you're going to get that in the draft or free agency, and then you got to make the big thing is, are you going to pay Toronto Armstead? You know, Kenny Trahan mentioned it on on the TV show the other day, and and I've thought the same thing. You know, Prince is there. I think they're they're right. Their left tackle on um, for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, if I'm not mistaken. Are you going to tell me that? Um, He's not better than Prince. I mean, seriously, okay? Uh, Prince is 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 a uh, turnstile for the. Um, actually, he plays right tackle. Prince is the is, is a turnstile for them. Jonah, Jonah Williams is playing the left tackle for them. But no matter what, you don't think it's an upgrade if, if you bring in a guy like Armstead on that team. Now the question is again, what's going to be with John Armstead all the time? Uh, is he a guy that that you can rely on? through the season for injuries, and is he, is, is he, with the departure of Peyton, looking to move on as well? See, this is a new dichotomy for this, for this team, okay, with not having Peyton here and, and the unknown, again, what happens going forward. I've said this all along about P.J. Uh, Williams and Quan Alexander. They could leave for more money, but they would be leaving perfect roles for them here in New Orleans. P.J. Williams has found a niche within this defense, where, where ultimately, again, he was a guy that was just a guy coming off the bench, uh, that in-the-box safety play, but that he plays now. He, he has excelled at it. And Quan Alexander has been the, one of the emotional leaders of this team and often injured but has played well. Now, look, there's no doubt that if Quan walks, Pete Werner is his replacement. And Pete Werner has shown that, that he, again, he can play on the NFL level. Uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson can play in the box like P.J. Williams. Um, the question is, again, will Loomis make Marcus Williams the highest-paid safety in the NFL? Because that's what he's looking for. Remember, he turned a top-five contract uh, uh, for the safety position down last year. He wants to be the highest-paid safety in the NFL. I'll just say right now, I don't think he's the best safety in the NFL. And I don't think he's worth that kind of money. I think you can find safeties in the draft or in the NFL that can do what he does. But they seem to, again, uh, have an affinity for, um, uh, for Marcus Williams. Hopefully they won't overpay. Look, they've done this before, okay? You know, um, when you start looking at, 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 at you know, other players, look, I'm, I will say this. I will give Loomis a tremendous amount of credit. Normally he has a contract range on what he's willing to be able to spend on a player, and, again, he sticks to it. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Uh, Look, not 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 paying not they, they they chose to bring back Williams last year and they let Henderson go. Okay, I think that was a mistake. It was a mistake. I said it when they did it. Okay, um, of course, you know I think a lot of that had to do with spending you know two number one picks on an often injured Davenport. I mean, you almost got to make sure that you know you, you got your investment in Davenport. Remember. Uh, Henderson was a fifth-round pick, and he had problems with his back here in New Orleans. He had some problems with his back in Cincinnati. But the dude is a double-sack, double-digit sack guy, uh, again, for the last couple years. Uh, I think he was second or third in the NFL this year, 14 sacks. Uh, and you saw the difference when he was on the field for the, for the Bengals in the playoffs. Um, so, look.
They chose Peyton Turner to try to fill the gap. He reminds me a lot of Davenport because of the early injuries. Hopefully that's not, not something that's going to, going to continue to go uh, as, far as, as far as his career goes. And we saw flashes from Davenport last, last season that shows that he could be a dominant player in the NFL if healthy. Question is, if healthy. They've got to make a decision, though. This is the fifth-year option. Uh, they got to make a decision on whether they're going to keep him around long term. You've let Hendrickson go. I doubt they're going to let uh, Davenport go unless, again, he is in a situation where uh, the contract range on what they want to pay him uh, is, is, is not what, again, he's looking for or can get elsewhere. Um, the, the other head scratcher, you know, as I'm watching the games this weekend, and I said this when they did it, right, was letting Von Bell go. Von Bell was announced yesterday on the telecast as far as safeties goes. In the box safeties, was fourth in the NFL in, in, in terms, again, in the passing game, defending the pass. Uh, he was growing as a, as, a, um, as, as a safety for this team. Uh, yes, he made some mistakes uh, at times, but I thought, again, again, he was growing as a safety, and he's played very, very well for the Bengals since he's been there. Okay, instead, you know, uh, they, they go with – um, they go with an aging Malcolm Jenkins there, and they have to make a decision on Malcolm Jenkins now as as they get toward the end of this contract now. But that's water under the bridge, okay? That's water under the bridge. Uh, I would have kept Hendrickson. I would have kept Von Bell. That's me. They did not. Um, call me crazy, but I'm telling you right now, if the Saints move, make the right move at quarterback, they're not that far away from Super Bowl contention, okay? And now when you look at the NFC the way it is, uh, the fact that it looks like Brady is going to retire, okay, even though, again, it was a big announcement over the weekend, and then, of course, it was pulled back, and now they're waiting to see. They're on, they're on Brady watch down in Tampa right now. Uh, you look at, at, at the Bucks; they're going to come back to the pack, okay? Just think about the unrestricted free agents that, that the Bucks have um, uh, this year. Uh, on, on their roster, and it's a lot of their core players. Uh, Ryan Jensen, their center. Alex Kappa, their guard. O.J. Howard is a nice tight end uh, who is, again, an unrestricted free agent. So is uh, so uh, Rob Gronkowski. Um, you look at um, the uh, Leonard Fournette. <laughs> tell me Leonard Fournette. Now, again, he would command too much money, but you tell me Leonard Fournette would not be, again, a great um, uh, uh, duo with Alvin Kamara in the Saints' backfield? Are you kidding me? I mean, I was, you know, you, you, you were in a situation where you really couldn't go get him when, when Jacksonville let him go because uh, you were pretty much set at the, at the running back position. But you're going to tell me a Leonard Fournette and the physical type player he is catching the ball at the backfield would not be a great compliment uh, to, to an Alvin Kamara? Uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. Ronald Jones is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Bernard is an unrestricted free agent, okay? I mean... <laughs> Uh, Dynamic and Sue McClendon is an unrestricted free agent on defense. Golston, McClendon, as I mentioned before. Also, um, Carlton Davis, Pierre Paul, Kevin Minter, the former LSU linebacker who backs up Devin White. Uh, Whitehead, their free safety. Uh, all these guys are unrestricted free agents uh, for the uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, if ultimately Brady moves on and then Gronk retires. And then you're in a situation where you could have a mass exodus of players from, the, from that Tampa Bay team, which will weaken them even more. 
So we'll see how that kind of plays out. But they've got a lot of really good players that are part of that franchise uh, that are unrestricted free agents this year. So when you look at the Saints and, and you look at where they are right now, depending on who the head coach is going to be, the continuity, uh, the, the, again, the, the keeping of the culture intact, the, uh, the adding, uh, getting a little bit of, a, of luck with injuries this year, hoping that now that Peyton has moved on, that the NFL will, 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 will quit giving the shaft to the Saints every single week when it comes to officiating, okay, because that's been proven outright uh, based on Mike Trippett's article. So then now that that's been exposed, maybe the Saints get a few calls next year going their way. And I'm telling you, the South is wide open. And if the South's wide open, that means, again, you got a chance to win an a, a NFC South championship, which gives you a chance to get into the playoffs, which gives you a chance to be able to win a Super Bowl. And you can't tell me that the Rams are that much better than the Saints. You can't tell me the San Francisco 49ers are that much better than the Saints. Okay? Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they beat them the last four, time, four, what, last four times in the regular season they played them. So when I look around the league, okay, and I look at this team, especially in the NFC, which, again, doesn't have these incredible young gun quarterbacks that you see in the AFC, the Saints have a puncher's chance of getting right back into this next season. You know, they were 9-8 and eight when I thought was the best coaching job in the, his, in the history of Sean Payton here in New Orleans with everything that had, they had to overcome, all the adversity, COVID, you know, displacement, all the injuries, losing uh, Drew Brees, you know, all that has to happen. But look, it's not going to be easy transitioning from Sean Payton to anyone. Sean Payton was here for 16 years and did an incredible job as head coach. So it's not going to be easy. Hopefully, again, the, what they're trying to do works, that Dennis Allen can come in, there's a seamless transition. Uh, there's a buy-in to Dennis Allen, like you have a buy-in from Sean Payton. There's respect there on both sides of the ball. And then ultimately you're in a situation where, again, the leaders on this team, which is key now, right, the, the, the player leaders on leadership on this team uh, continues to demand the, the excellence that we've seen during the Payton era. And, and we, we, we continue to see the Saints um, team continue to be among the best in the NFL. You know, throughout last year, look at look again the previous years. Now, again, you had a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, you had a possible Hall of Fame coach. We'll see how that kind of all plays out. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. We'll get ready to wrap up hour number one. And hour number two, we're going to talk a little bit about what, uh, what happened in college basketball, in pro basketball. Also, again, I had a, I had a, a, a tweet that I, uh, that I put out about Sean Payton this weekend that a lot of people were not happy with. I'll talk about that in the second hour as well. And uh, then we're going to be joined by Larry Holden. We'll get his take on the Peyton era. And what's next? What's next for the franchise? Larry, again, uh, works for the uh, Athletic, uh, covers the entire NFL for the Athletic as well. So you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends uh, over at uh, uh, Dave Miet Insurance. That's right, Dave Miet Insurance. Look, no matter what, you should always get your insurance, go for an insurance checkup. And if you're not happy with your insurance agent, maybe, again, especially after the storm, if uh, that insurance agent didn't do what, it, what is promised when you were signing those papers, uh, maybe you're not happy with your insurance company because they didn't pay off after you paid for years and years and years, uh, maybe you need that insurance checkup. Maybe you need to at least talk to a new insurance agent to see what's on the other side. Dave Miet has an independent insurance agency uh, that searches over 50 companies to get you the best price for you, the consumer. Uh, whether it is professional liability, builder's risk, workman's comp, commercial property, automobile coverage, commercial or, or business cover, coverages for customers. Also, again, uh, your uh, life, uh, your home, car, car insurance. He does it all. 
And again, if you want to save, call Dave, 504-556-0809. You can go to his website, which is a one-stop shop for all of your insurance needs. That's D-A-V-E-M-I-L-L-E-T-I-N-S-A-Z.com. And, of course, you can set up in a meeting uh, with Dave personally at his office on uh, Veterans next to Shogun. Once you find out what I found out and why I moved all my insurance to Dave Mead Insurance, again, it's an insurance agent that is, respo- that is responsive to you when you need them. That's Dave Mead Insurance. Want to save? Call Dave, 504-556-0809. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying your terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline and Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com to check out all the services we provide to our customers. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Mead Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMeatInsAgency.com. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If you have any problems with your heating system, you can trust Burkhardt to be there right away and get you back up and running. And if you know you need to replace that heating system this year, you can trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect and get the job done right. And you can always trust Burkhardt to give you a fair price. For heating this year, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, we could try to fill the remaining time with awkward pauses. It's often done for comedic effect. Is it working? I can't tell if this is funny. Maybe this is so bad it's funny. Wow, we really peaked at the save big when you switched to Progressive part. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but thought it would be too difficult? Then try Babbel. 
Babbel starts by teaching you words and phrases that gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations. So in 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking a new language in a few weeks. Babbel is built around real life. It teaches you practical conversations that you will actually use. Babbel, language for life. Celebrating 10 million subscriptions sold. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com today. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. You don't want to mess with the IRS. They have the power to garnish your paycheck, levy your bank accounts, and even take your home or business. That's all true. But thankfully, they're offering a way out, the Fresh Start Initiative. If you qualify, you could save thousands. The experts at Optima Tax Relief will fight to get you the best deal possible. And they have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau to prove it. Call Optima for your free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Aaron Cashier with you until 6 o'clock. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Uh, your AC breaks down, your heater breaks down. Maybe you're looking for that generator for your home, but you need service on that generator. Think Burkhardt. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy calm, and, of course, truly a company you can trust. Nate certified technicians doing the only work that's necessary. It's Burkhardt, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Boy, I tell you what, big weekend this weekend in college basketball. First of all, congratulations to the UNO Privateers, Coach Sless. Uh, big turnaround from the beginning of the season. They're now 12-8, and 5-0 in the Southland. They're in first place. They beat McNeese on the road, 84-78. If remember the opening tournament, McNeese beat them by a double overtime. Uh, so, again, congratulations to UNO. Loyola continues to win. Two more wins picked up last week, 19-1 now, 8-1 in the conference. They are third in the NAIA, and I expect them to move up possibly um, uh, going forward. And then, of course, Tulane uh, with, again, Shades of the Day, Gary Clark. 2,556 uh, patrons in the um, in the arena on Saturday as they had uh, breakfast. It was breakfast on Ron Hunter, the coach. Um, and uh, Tulane now 9-9, nine and 6-3 nine, and three within the American in third place, beat Wichita, Wichita State again for the second time this season, for the second time in the history of the program, 67-66. Uh, in front of a home crowd that sound like it was back in the 90s. It really did. Just amazing. Uh, you know, again, folks, I'm telling you, you got some pretty good college basketball going on. And unfortunately, LSU is struggling right now. Uh, they've dropped down to 25th. They're 16-5. and five. They're 4-4 four and four in the conference. They lost to TCU in, in, in the um, Big 12 SEC Challenge this weekend, 77-68. Uh, Pinson came back. Uh, he was on a minutes restriction. Days was back on the floor. Um, you know, they they just they're they're, they're having trouble scoring. Uh, you know, uh, you know they they kind of score in bunches. Look, they're a great defensive team, and I, I think that's going that's going to bode well for them going forward. Uh, but uh, they've got to be able again to put together some consistent offense uh, for this team to really have a chance to be able to make uh, uh, make a run uh, in, in the um, in post in the postseason tournament. So, you know, we'll see how that kind of plays out for them and course as far as the pelicans go look they've lost three in a row uh, both valentunas and ingram are out uh they've been beset by injuries they're four and six in their last 10 they're in 12th place right now in, in the west 18 and 31 if they're going seven and five uh in december they're five and nine in january with cleveland on top tonight in cleveland and then of course detroit tomorrow night to start february Remember, the NBA trading deadline is February the 10th at 2 p.m. Pell's got to add some talent here uh, if they want to continue to have a shot at the uh, 10th spot or getting into the NBA playoffs. All right. 
Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming up. We'll, we'll touch on crime in New Orleans as well. All that coming up in the second hour along with Larry Holder of The Athletic. I'm Eric Asher. Stick around, won't you? Your station. Treat balconies for the joining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. If you're looking for a local professional Louisiana contractor who has thousands of squares of material in stock right in our Luling warehouse, you have found him. We can get the material out to the job and we can get the job done. Han Roofing refuses to use the cheapest products they can find. Why would anyone want to shop for the cheapest price for their insurance company? Call Han Roofing today. The number is of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock, taking you home each every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6, right here on uh, 106.1 FM. Again, uh, Larry Holder is going to join us on the program at um, 5.35 this afternoon. We'll talk some Saints with him. Had a uh, a, uh, uh, 
a listener chime in on, on social media to me. Uh, worried about the 60 to $70 billion in um, uh, uh, less of cap space being over the cap. I, so there's some, it was 60, 61 to $71 million is what some of the, uh, the capologists are saying out there. First, let me say this. Don't worry about it, okay? Uh, it's already built into the contracts that have been, the newer contracts have been signed, Camara, Lattimore, Ramshack, et al., okay? Uh, in the ability to be able to maneuver and make cap room. Uh, I believe they can even tap into um, Michael Thomas's contract if they need to, to be able to open up some cap room. And that's just basically, again, uh, changing, uh, move, moving a bonus into a signing bonus and amortizing that over the life of the deal. Uh, we know the cap's going to keep going up every every year. Just have the Saints just got caught, okay? They got caught with COVID-19 loss at a time when Breeze was – was uh, retiring, and, and, and part of Breeze's money was coming up, you know. So I, I wouldn't even sweat it, okay. You know they're going to get under the cap, and they're going to have money to be able to re-sign their own and fill holes in free agency. And we know, look, the Saints, remember, the Saints use free agency to fill roster holes, and then they use the draft as best player available. At least they did that under Peyton, and I'm, I'm sure that that's the way it's going to go un, under Loomis and under Ireland uh, as we go forward. So, I would not be concerned about being over the cap, okay? I mean, a few little moves here and there. Saints are under the cap, and they got money to be able to spend. Now, how are they going to spend it? You know, again, look, we're in a different world here now. You know, Peyton was the guy that made the final decision. Um, Ireland was a godsend in terms of what he was able to do with college scouting. Michael Parrington has taken over uh, the um, uh, the pro personnel uh, uh, side. So, Pro personnel is going to be huge, especially, again, during this um, this offseason. You, you're going to have to backfill some of these positions with veteran players. Wide receiver position, maybe, again, that offensive line, depending on what happens with Armstead. Um, you know, possibly the safety position. So it's going to be huge. But I got faith in the personnel uh, directors, both on college and, and, and on the NFL and on NFL side uh, in terms of scouting. Uh, now, Loomis has the final say now. That's the question that I have going forward here. Uh, because we knew that Peyton had the final say. Speaking of Sean Payton, uh, I know that a lot of you saw me, that follow me on Twitter, saw that, again, that I responded to one of Sean Payton's tweets over the weekend on Friday night. Let me make this very, very clear before we go any further. Um, I am never on social media if I'm under the influence, okay? The phone, the phone stays in my pocket or in another room if we're having cocktails, okay? So I was sober as a judge, Okay. I also rarely, you know, at someone on social media unless a post really gets me fired up. And, you know, l- let me make something else that's very, very clear here. I knew the moment that I wrote out the tweet and hit send that I was going to piss off Saints fans. Some Saints fans, right? And those fans were going to come to the aid of Peyton and they were going to rip me to shreds. So I-, I can assure you of this, first of all. But I always pause before hitting send. I read that tweet in the position where, you know, anytime you're, you're, uh, you're, you're, in, you're in a, a position like I'm in or anyone really should be doing this, okay, uh, always double-check your tweet before you hit it. Do you really want to send that out? And, and I, I did, and it's my opinion, and it's still my opinion. Now, in hindsight, was I a bit un, in, uh, insensitive? Yes. Um, was it maybe, again, I, I had Peyton overload from talking about it all week long? Possibly. But I got the feeling I was being bamboozled a bit by the tweet, right? Especially, again, when he talked about watching uh, the All-22 on Friday when he quit on Tuesday and should have been cleaning out his desk. 
You know, I just felt like, again, it seemed just a bit phony and contrived to me, okay? So I called him out on it, especially, again, since he had already reached out to, again, his former team uh, and his coaches. He already told them, again, what he felt about him. Look, this is what Peyton had to say. And, you know, man, I'm out of tears. It's 5.07 p.m. I'm sitting in the office in Airline Drive watching last week's games on the All-22. Just said a quick prayer, thanking God for those relationships. I'm humbled and grateful for being part of this ride. You're all my heroes, Sean Payton. Now, my response was a rather strong one, but it was based on, honestly, being the third time he's attempting or contemplating bailing on the, on the, the team, his city, and the fans. And I stand by my opinion, okay? And, and of course, my, my response was, with all due respect, and I meant that, okay, you chose to step down. No one forced you, and and certainly your team, ownership, and the fans did not want you to quit. You said you were not burned out, so why are you walking away? Appreciate the great 16 years, but your departure is a personal choice. Now, I got to admit, I was a bit frustrated by, again, the blow-by-blow emotional tweet, as if this is the first time in 16 years that Sean Payton wanted out, when, in fact, it was the third and final time that he tried to push his way out the door, okay? Now, do I appreciate the 16 years as head coach? Look, I've talked about it ad nauseum over the, the, the TV show, the radio shows, okay? Of course I do, okay? Of course, again, I do. And yes, he has the right to walk away, even though he's under contract. But the facts are the facts, ladies and gentlemen, okay? The facts are the facts. The facts are he's been flirting with bolting from the Saints organization since 2016, okay? He wanted to be traded. You remember that? Now, he signed the new deal, okay, and gave us the pothole press conference, which we all ate up. We lapped it up, right? Okay? Everyone was happy he was staying, despite the losing seasons during that time. There was no guarantee that he was going to get out of those losing seasons. But what we do know on the, uh, that was going on in the back, uh, the back channels was that, you know, Peyton couldn't, uh, Loomis could not get what he was asking for, the asking price he was for Peyton from other teams. So, again, if it wasn't for that, he would have been gone in 2016. But really what caught me was what we read last week, which really blew me away. In 2019, after the most devastating games in Saints history, that was the Nola no call versus the Rams, he wanted out. You're talking about a city on its knees that was totally devastated by, by again, the Nola no call. And he wanted out, okay? As the story goes from Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, if Anthony Davis doesn't announce at the All-Star game in February that he's not re-signing with the Pelicans, more than likely they're going to trade Sean Payton. At that point, Mrs. Benson called off the trade, and, and, and Payton quietly signed an, uh, an extension with a raise. We had no idea about the extension or the raise, the media. There was never. I went back and looked this weekend. I saw nothing on Sean Payton signing an extension in 2019 at the no-no call. So he's been trying to get out the door since 2016. So forgive me if I have a long memory. And then I went back to the 20, what really kind of got me was the 2016 press conference and last week's press conference, which was very similar. A relaxed Peyton, Peyton is narrative. Now, again, this time on, on again, why he's not staying, uh, you know, on why he's, why he, this, last time it was why he was staying with the pothole press conference. This time it was why he wanted out. I'll just say this. He's a master. He's a master motivator. He knows what to say, and he knows New Orleans. He's become one of us. He knows how to pull our heartstrings. He knows we want to hear Saints fans and also as New Orleanians, and we lap it up all the time. 
But at least I'll say this. He was real about some things in that press conference last week, and I've talked about it. I give him credit for being honest about not being burned out. Everybody, again, on the initial report said Sean Payton is burned out. He says, I'm not burned out. So he's not burned out. And he also, again, I give him credit for saying he's not retiring from coaching. He's going to come back. He wants to coach again. Okay? Also saying that he would like to try TV. And that if he gets that opportunity, if he's good at it, he may never coach again. But, again, more than likely that he will coach again. But I guess I had kind of had about this, this you know, the, the, the give me a break on kind of like this blow-by-blow emotional tweet as it was the first time in 16 years that, that Peyton wanted out. So my response, yes, was a rather strong one. But it was based on him being, this being the third time he's attempting to get out or contemplating bailing on the team, the city, and the fans. And I'm telling you right now, my opinion has not changed. I feel the same way today. It is his personal choice to be able to move on. But let's not pretend it's the first time. No, it's the final time, okay? And I'll just say this in closing on this subject because, you know, it's, you, I'm not sitting there on 140 or 280 characters trying to answer every one that, that, again, that ripped me to shreds over the weekend. I did it on Friday because I had some time over the weekend. A lot of times I got other things I got to do, including, again, watching games. So I did not respond to everyone else. Uh, to those fans that ripped me, it's cool, okay? I gotta, look, I have opinions that rip people every day. I get ripped, that's fine. I have no problem with it, okay? It's not, and it was not unexpected. But I sure hope to hear from you guys when um, he's coaching Dallas, the Chargers, the Giants, or Atlanta. Because the fact is that Sean Payton doesn't want to coach here anymore. That's the bottom line. Now, my hope is that if he's going to coach, it's got to be within the next three seasons because things have to get compensation, okay? You cannot let a guy that, is, that again, that has the talent that he has on the sidelines that will immediately walk into another team's um, um, facility and make them a better team, okay, because he's that good. And he, and he learned how to be that good right here in New Orleans. He wasn't always that good. Again, again, the trials and tribulations, learn how to be a head coach right here. So I'm hoping that, again, at least the Saints get some compensation. Now, look, in closing, I thank Sean Payton for the 16 years. I appreciate everything he's done for the city, for the franchise, for the team. But he's chosen to quit for whatever reason. I thought the full-page ad in the Picayune yesterday was a nice parting touch. But i got to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, at least as far as I'm concerned, it's time to turn the page on the Payton era and rebuild the positions that need upgrading and get this team back again into contention for a Super Bowl. That's, again, pretty much how I feel about it at this point. So, again, I wasn't going to do this all again on Twitter over the weekend. I got a platform here. I do it here. Those that I offended, look, I can't say. I, I knew that it was going to piss Saints fans off. I, I, I've been in that position where I've been pissed off with other people talking about our team, our city, all the way down the line. So I get you. I feel you. But, again, it is, was it a little bit insensitive? Possibly. I would say yes. But it is my opinion. Okay, he quit. He moved on. It's not the first time. It's the third time. So, again, let's, at this point, let's flip the page, and let's hope this team can turn it around. I did want to shift gears for a moment, though, um, before we go to Larry Holder at the bottom of the hour and, uh, and, and talk a little bit about, uh, once again, I'm just blown away, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Look, elected officials came together last week in New Orleans, okay, and they continue to play, again, it's not my fault game, right, all the time, okay? Uh, it was, now it was uh, the, the uh, what was it, the, the administration calling out the district attorney because of low bonds, okay, um, and, and, allowing, or, and allowing these criminals back on the street. 
let me say this. I said this last week. I thought there were some really quality proposals on how to fight this out-of-control crime that we're dealing with last week. But yet, we're still sitting here, and they're still meeting on this stuff, okay? They're still having meetings. Nothing has been implemented yet, okay? There has to be immediate action, okay, to send a message that law enforcement and the criminal justice system has taken the streets back. I mean, that's the bottom line here, okay? Um, it, it, this, all this, this talk and this political rhetoric, um, you know, enough with it all, okay? Enough with it all. I mentioned it last week, some really good proposals that were, that were brought up and, and some things that we've talked about on this program in the past. Look, the district attorney wants the state police to patrol the I-10. I'm all for it. I-10 is a shooting gallery. We need, we need many cops on the I-10 as we can get so, again, we can stop this indiscriminate shooting on the I-10. Uh, the DA wants to, to have carjackers charges on robbers because, again, the, uh, the, the sentence is a, is a much tougher sentence. Hey, we're all for it. Get them off the streets. The council wants the Tiger units restored. That, that should have happened this weekend, okay? The, again, the, the, the chief should have been in, in a position to be – he knows who, the, who those guys were on those units. Those units should have been put, put together this weekend, putting them back on the street to fight carjackings, armed robberies, and murders, Okay? Uh, and, and so, again, there's, there's a slow drag there. There's a bill that's going to be filed in the legislature, again, that would expand the RICO Act to include adults who use juveniles to front on commit crime, on committing crimes. To me, that's, that's a great idea. That's J.P. Morrell, a city council member. He also wants to, again, have a bill put in, in place in Louisiana legislature, legislature will hold parents accountable for the damage caused by their juvenile children, having them pay restitution whenever, again, they carjack your vehicle and, and, and they destroy it. They destroy your home or, again, uh, again maybe, again, you've, uh, you've been shot or maimed in some way and you have to go to the hospital. The parents would have to pay restitution. Great idea. Okay, too many times you've got parents that have turned a blind eye to what their juvenile children are doing. Okay, and yes, they need to be held responsible. Bonds increase for, 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 again, violent offenders, of course. All these things need to be done. And I talked about it last week. You know, there's a lot of blame game to go around here. But at this, you look at the, at the skyrocketing uh, of, of, of the crime in this city and the message that was sent to criminals in this city, especially during COVID, Okay, but again, and the aftermath of George Floyd's dra- the death and the civil unrest that followed and the fact that the mayor and the police chief disbanded these Tiger units. When they disbanded the Tiger units, again, we saw, we saw the, first of all, the solve rate drop like a rock. And then we saw this out-of-control crime where, you know, it started off as kids just breaking into cars at night, right, just trying to, you know, a group of them. Then they were breaking in cars with guns. And then that graduated to armed robbery. And then it graduated to carjacking. Why? Because there was no police presence to be able to go out there and fight the crime. And when they did, it was a revolving door on Tulane and Broad. Okay? Revolving door on Tulane and Broad in, in terms of getting the, those, those individuals going right back on the streets. And, of course, the juvenile justice system in New Orleans has been a joke for decades. So these are all great ideas. But I talked about this when we first started talking about this weeks ago. We talked about this months ago. When I've been talking about this again for the last 15 years on this program. I've heard this political rhetoric over and over again. We have these spikes in crime. What are you going to tangibly do about it? Okay? You're in a position of leadership. 
You, again, ran for an office, got voted into an office. At the end of the day, it's your responsibility as a leader in this town, whether you're the mayor, whether, again, you're the police chief, whether you're the district attorney, whether you're the judges on Tulane and Broad, whether you're the city council members, to, again, not wait until it's out of control to the point where it is now, but to stymie this when it was in its infancy, and you did not do it. And we are where we are now. And yet you continue to drag your feet. Everyone pointing fingers at everybody else on what they didn't do. When you all failed, every level of the criminal justice system failed. The mayor failed. The, count, the former council failed. But yet you again, you reelected these individuals. That's the thing I don't get. You reelected the mayor. You reelected members of the council. You reelected judges. And you elected a DA that doesn't believe in incarceration and a jailer that doesn't believe in jailing people. So how's that going to work out? So again, when all these fingers are being pointed at all these public officials for what they didn't do, then you better take a look in the mirror, voters of New Orleans, because you're just as much at fault here. Because you continue to vote these clowns in and expect a different result. So now you're in a situation where you've got to look over your shoulder when you walk out the door to put your garbage out. Believe me, I've been in that position in Orleans Parish. That's why we moved. I was tired of my head on a swivel. I was tired of my wife complaining to me again when she came into the house worried about just coming home from work at 6 o'clock because it's dark outside that, again, she needs an, an escort to come into the house. Walking down the street, worrying about my son coming in late because he was working in the, in the service industry. So that's just my family. What about yours? So it's frustrating. All these plans could have been put in, put in place years ago, but again, the previous council, the mayor, the sitting judges, only District Attorney Leon Canazero was willing to put violent criminals in jail, and he was run off. So I'm going to say it again, folks. We reap what we sow. Crime is out of control because elected officials ignored it. And I'll, I'll say it on the record again. Over the last two years, the mayor of New Orleans has been more focused on COVID-19 restrictions and sanctions than the out-of-control violent crime. She has no shot of controlling COVID-19. Zero. Okay? But she could have curtailed the murders, the carjackings, and the armed robberies. So now we're up here on the Mardi Gras. Okay, what do you think? Okay, now you got 900 cops on the street. Maybe you're going to bring in some from, 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 from the criminal sheriff's office. We're going to import state police and maybe some, some other cops from other, other jurisdictions, right? Remember, police are down everywhere in the country. Okay? People just don't want to be policemen anymore. All right? So we're going, to, we're going to import these individuals in. At the same time, you're trying to be able to protect the parade route and also protect the, the, the neighborhoods? Come on, man. The criminals are smarter than that. They know how many people are on the NOPD. They know they don't have enough officers on the street. And now we're going into, again, our first Mardi Gras in two years. And the hope is, again, it'll be a safe Mardi Gras. But, man, I'm just looking at the paper this morning, just this afternoon on NOLA.com before I came in. You know, well, but people shot in... in, in, uh, in, um, in um, uh, people shot down in the Upper Ninth Ward. People, people, shot, people shot in New Orleans. I mean, come on, man. A stabbing uh, uh, at Lee Circle. This never stops. This is each and every day. And not to mention the out-of-control car, carjackers. I mean, I joked last week about, again, getting a bumper sticker that said, I drive a stick, car, carjackers beware, okay? Some woman came out with a with, with a, with a, with a, uh, a, a, a uh, not a bumper sticker, but one of those metal um, magnetic stickers that says, again, children on board, carjackers, be, you know, please don't carjack my car. I mean, can you see that ride for a tourist destination, right? Can you see cars driving around with that on the back of their cars, you know? It's where we are. It's where we've sunk to up to this point. It's frustrating, ladies and gentlemen. 
Because I'm telling you right now, I love my city. I love it with all my heart. Okay, I hate to see the deterioration of, the, of my city in my lifetime, and I've seen it since I was a little kid to now. And again, when we came back from Katrina, I made an effort to go back to New Orleans, to live in Orleans Parish. I was going to be part of, again, that, the, the, again, the trailblazers that was going to bring our city back. And I did it. I did it for almost a decade. I grew up, the, the, not, 75% of my life I've lived in Orleans Parish. And I was willing to go back and, and again, and, and live there once again. But who can? I can't put my family at risk, and neither can you. And I've said this before. Those that can get out will get out. If you don't find a way to be able to, again, uh, stymie this crime, to bring this crime down to, again, uh, just reasonable, what we see in, in other places. And you're not going to do that until you elect, elect public officials that, A, have the ability to do it, they have the know-how, and that they're willing to put up the political capital to get it done. And over the last two years, between this council and this mayor, they've done nothing. They've done nothing. The judges on, criminal, on, on Tulane Broad have done nothing. Those in the, in, in the criminal justice system, that, again, the, the juvenile justice, have done nothing. And this is where we are now. Again, I'll say it right now one more time. District Attorney Leon Canazero, like him, don't like him, don't like his methods, don't like his methods, he was willing to put criminals in jail. So now my city's on a break here. It's bad enough other cities have passed us by. I mean, again, I'm sick when I go to Nashville, and I look at Nashville, this sleepy town 25, 30 years ago, just passed us right on up. But at some point, we've got to take responsibility. And I'm talking about voters, okay, voters, those that have the privilege of voting in Orleans Parish, because everything that happens in Orleans Parish, it affects each and every one of us in the metropolitan area and in the state. Hopefully, we'll see change. We'll be right back after these messages. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by DuckDuckGo. Protect your privacy for free with DuckDuckGo. I bought football tickets for my husband's birthday, and now I'm in a football bubble. All I see online are articles and ads about football. I hate feeling manipulated. I downloaded DuckDuckGo and saw a difference right away. Take back your privacy online with DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sports Beat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sports Beat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sports Beat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If you have any problems with your heating system, you can trust Burkhardt to be there right away and get you back up and running. And if you know you need to replace that heating system this year, you can trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect and get the job done right. And you can always trust Burkhardt to give you a fair price. For heating this year, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Tired of being tired. New ZQuil Pure Z's Restorative Herbal Sleep is a melatonin-free sleep aid made with clinically studied plant-based ingredients to help promote better restorative sleep. Sleep this good, feel this good. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline and Mentory, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. And look, I've said this before, you don't hang around this town this long uh, with a business that's, again, dealing with the public uh, uh, unless you're taking care of your customers. Unless, again, again, they're satisfied with the work you do. ASE certified technicians, highest certification in the industry. Uh, the latest diagnostic equipment you need to keep your vehicle on the road is at Southern Tire. Then the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, bar none. Something for everyone's budget. Check it out online at southerntire.com. Uh, wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and uh, yes, financing is available. Uh, for a company you can trust with your vehicle, whether it's a fleet account or your own personal vehicle, think Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from, uh, from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. And you go to southerntire.com, check out all the service they provide with their customers, including that diagnostic page that might help you troubleshoot what's going on with your vehicle. Southern Tire, owned by the Piazza family since 1972, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. All right, uh, Larry Holder, just a minute away. want to remind everybody before we head to Larry about my friends at uh, Burkhart. Look, um, I was watching something on Generators the other night on TV, late night TV, and, uh, you know, talking to Jason, who's in, uh, Jason Burkhart, who's actually in Las Vegas this week on, on a convention for Generac Generators. The generators are finally starting to get come through. So, again, if you've been in the market for a generator and you've been hesitating because, again, the, that they just haven't had the generators to install, uh, you can call Burkhart right now. Get on the calendar with a single-day install. Financing is available for generators. Also, the new install quality check, uh, they do that for everything they install for, the, for their customers. It's part of their customer service pledge. And then, of course, 24-7, 365 emergency service for your generator. Whether you have a generator at your home now and you're looking for a company you can trust to, to service that for you. And remember, if you utilize it over 100 hours during the last storm season, you got to get it serviced by a pro. Let Burkhardt do that for you. Burkhardt can service your generator. That's generator sales and service. Burkhardt are the experts. acpromise.com. acpromise.com. All right, let's head to the guest line. He joins us each and every week uh, from the Athletic New Orleans. 
I recommend uh, the publication highly. I recommend reading Larry's columns every single week. And, of course, covering the NFL and the New Orleans Saints from Rummel High School. Larry Holder joins us on the program. Larry, how are you? It's good to hear that, Eric. I mean, hey, look, just because... Uh, Do we have Larry? Uh, there we go. You're there. there I think we Rudy go. had to press right. a button there. How you doing there? How you doing there, Larry? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Look, I, like, it's uh, it's good to hear Rummel in the uh, in the headlines uh, going into a Super Bowl. Of course, uh, look, it's uh, uh, if you had to pick your poison, I guess uh, you know whether it's Christian Fulton or Jamar Chase. But it, hey, it's a good time, and uh, look, it's going to be to me. Uh, an interesting, fascinating Super Bowl 56, to say the least. would definitely agree. Now, Larry, I'm a little confused. Was that the LSU fight song or the Rummel fight song? Because they, they sound exactly alike. Well, they are exactly alike. So that's what made life a little easier for me to go to LSU for Rummel since I, I – different words, but I knew the tune. There you go. Larry, let's talk, let's talk Super Bowl first, and then we'll get into Sean Payton. This will be our first chance to talk about Payton. Uh, first of all, just talk about yesterday's AFC Championship game. It is hard to go into Arrowhead and beat Mahomes, especially down 21-3 at half. Yeah, I was thinking, man, once that happened, uh, that that would be a tough way to come back and thinking, just probably like a lot of people, all right, well, the Bengals got this far, uh, you know, They'll have another chance to get there at some point. And then all of a sudden, uh, Kansas City does not put points at the board at the end of the half. I thought that was actually pretty significant when that happened. Uh, they decided to go for it instead of uh, kick the field goal. And obviously that played a huge role in the game. And uh, to me, you see what the offense is able to do. And, of course, we talk a lot about Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase, but Cincinnati's defense elevated their play. Uh, there's no question about that. And we saw a couple of familiar names uh, make plays. We see Trey Hendrickson get a sack, and he's running around chasing Patrick Mahomes in circles. Of course, Von Bell uh, makes the big-time interception in overtime. And to induce Kansas City in those, into those mistakes, but I think that – Cincinnati's defense has to be feeling really good going into the Super Bowl because it looked like at first the Chiefs could do no wrong, and Mm -hmm. then they were able to really kind of up their play and make life really uncomfortable for the Chiefs. Yeah, I I agree. As I mentioned, I mentioned at the top of the show, a lot of Louisiana, New Orleans flavor on that uh, Cincinnati team. Burrow, obviously, Chase. Stanley Morgan is from New Orleans. Puka Williams is from Louisiana. Thad Moss went to LSU. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, Von Bell, Tyler Shelvin, Cam Sample, who went to Tulane. Shelvin went to LSU. Joe Bakken, if you remember, he was that free agent uh, linebacker that uh, hung around with the Saints, I think, for about a season, special teams, et cetera. Um, and so, again, a lot of Louisiana's ex-New Orleans Saint flavor on, on that Cincinnati team. On Los Angeles, you got Beckham, Whitmore, Grant Haley, who had a cup of coffee with the Saints, and then, of course, Cooper Cup, grandson of Jake Cup, who was an original Saint. So a, a, lot, of, a lot more of Louisiana flavor on, the, on that Cincinnati team. Yeah, and that's what made it easy. Look, people gravitate towards Joe Burrow, and that makes it easy in and of itself. Even if it was him by himself, you could easily spin a hoodat to a hooday and, and move on and, and root for the Bengals. Uh, and also, if you're a Saints fan, 
do you really care if there's any sort of local tie or anything? You're not cheering for the Rams. Like, there's right. no way possible. Andrew Whitworth is one of the best tacklers to ever play. Uh, longtime lsu are part of that original national championship team with Nick Saban's. But still, you're not pulling for that guy. And Odell Beckham, sure, he's a Newman guy. And uh, LSU, and great career there. And, uh, you know, at times a knucklehead in the league. But it doesn't matter. Who cares? They're the Rams. You're not pulling for them. And so the Bengals are really the, the, the Cinderella-type story, even though the Rams, like, it's not like they've won a Super Bowl uh, in a long, 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 long time. But still, uh, it's, you look at the Bengals, and they're really that Cinderella story that I'm sure a lot of America is going to be pulling for the Bengals, not just people down here. Joe Burrow, and, and I don't want to say his maturation process because, you know, he didn't come to LSU a finished product, but by his second year at LSU, he looked like a pro quarterback. Uh, you look at him last year with the Bengals, it was a shortened season because of injury. He had his ups and downs. The offensive line is not good for Cincinnati. Nine sacks the week before, really kind of hung in there against uh, Kansas City this past week, really ran more. But, it, look, it's incredible how NFL-ready he is. There's no doubt about it. It's and you, this isn't the norm. I mean, it's just not. And all you got to do is look, look at the quarterback crop that just came out uh, for last year's draft. Five in the top fifteen, and the only one who was um, solid was Mac Jones. And you don't get a Joe Burrow to, to come out and do like do this in, in year two. Uh, I, I'll think. Maybe I'm wrong, but probably the last quarterback that probably did something like this in year two was Mahomes, and he didn't really play mm-hmm. in his first year. Uh, Alex Smith played in his first year. And then year two, Mahomes came out like gangbusters. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you can maybe point in that same direction, but obviously didn't have the same sort of success as Mahomes did very early and Burrow did very early. And it's, it's not the norm. Uh, we, we could see even Justin Herbert – who same draft class as Burrow uh, certainly has a ton of talent, uh, but their team year two didn't even make the playoffs, even though uh, you know they they played in that wild game to finish the regular season. He didn't. He's over two even making the playoffs, even though they're getting better. So Joe Burrow is not the norm, and like I said, Mahomes is probably the really the last guy I, I can recall in the, for a long time uh, because we've seen. Uh, for so long, the, the likes of Tom Brady make the headlines and Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, you, you have Super Bowl winners like uh, the Steelers and the Giants, and they're led by more veteran-type quarterbacks, Eli Manning and, and Ben Roethlisberger. Of course, we had the one run with Drew Brees. And uh, so it's uh, – and even other teams, like say even the Falcons had Matt Ryan making a run to the Super Bowl or Cam Newton making a run to the Super Bowl and Russell Wilson, you know. So it's not like – uh, you know, I, you maybe throw Russell Wilson in that category too, Eric, uh, who mm-hmm. really came on year two, year three, got them there. But they didn't ride on Russell Wilson. I mean, the Bengals are riding on Joe Burrow. The Chiefs rode and are still riding on Mahomes. So it's it's a rare thing to have such a quarterback come into the league and be so and be so good and so ready and look the part and look kind of um, you know unfazed by anything that happens around them. Let's shift gears to Sean Payton uh, and, um, pardon me, and um, 
the, the him stepping away from the New Orleans State, stepping down. Uh, look, you covered him since day one. Just give me your thoughts on 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 his tenure here, and then we'll kind of get into life post Peyton. Frankly, I was surprised. Look, you and me had a conversation on the on air uh, about it a week ago, and that was a day before it happened. And I look, I took what I took him serious that he was pondering it, but. I said in my gut that I thought he would come back, and he went the opposite direction. And so that's it's. Uh, I, I do, but I do think that he he tossed and turned about this decision and was telling people one thing one day, and the next day might tell somebody a different story. And so, you know, I think he was trying to weigh that, and now he's gone. Obviously, the best Saints head coach we've ever seen, uh, and it's going to take a lot for someone to jump him in stature. Uh, I think he has a case for the Hall of Fame. I'm not sure if he gets in. I'm talking the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, not the Saints Hall of Fame. That's a no-brainer. But the Pro Football Hall of Fame, I think he has a case. Uh, but And then he could strengthen his case if he comes back in a year or two, which I think he will. I appreciate his honesty basically saying, I might go to do TV. I might get back into coaching. But I just need to step away right now, and it's, it's not like he's stepping away after five years. I mean, he's stepping away after 15 seasons, 16 years. So to me, it's just like human nature, step away from the job. Uh, he's walking away from a lot of money, but not like he needs the money. So, and he could make more money if he wants to this year, if he wants to go do the TV route and that he'd be really good at it in terms of being a studio analyst. I'm not sure about being a color guy in a broadcast as we've seen that it's not all that easy, ask Drew mm-hmm. Brees, but still, right. uh, I think that he will coach again. It won't be with New Orleans, and I think it's going to sting when that happens, but people uh, at some point will just say, all right, it is what it is. Uh, it won't be a Saban thing because Saban will coach a lot longer away from LSU, and Peyton won't coach as long away from the Saints, so he'll be mm-hmm. more known as a Saints coach than anything else. But in uh, and, and terms of moving forward, uh, I think we know the candidates right now. I mean, Doug Peterson uh, interviewed uh, with the Saints today. Of course, former Eagles head coach. It uh, looks like uh, the reporting coming out of NFL Network, which actually my colleague Catherine Terrell kind of pointed to him as a candidate. Darren Rizzi, the special teams coach, it sounds like he's going to be getting an interview. And then you've got the others that are getting interviews, Brian Flores, uh, Byron left, which is supposed to. I'm not sure when that's going to happen. Uh, and then you look at Dennis Allen and Aaron Glenn. And I think it's obvious you and me have talked about it more than one time on the show that it seems like Dennis Allen would be the coach in waiting. And I would be surprised if he does not get the job. I know they want to do their due diligence, but at, I feel like at the end of the day, using coach terms at the end of the day, uh, that Dennis Allen will be the head coach. Do you expect uh, any? Uh, do you expect much of a turnover within the uh, within the coaching staff? I know if Dennis Richard, Allen is named as the head coach. Yeah, I th- I'm, look, Chris Richard, rightfully so, is getting interviews for defensive coordinator jobs. Uh, he's the defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, plenty enough times. He's certainly capable of that. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he walked away. And would it hurt? Sure, because he's done a really good job with secondary. But it's not like Dennis Allen. Uh, doesn't know how to run the defense. So, it, 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 you know, it, it'd be more of a loss if Pete Carmichael left. So mm-hmm. I think that he would stand pat and they would sweeten the deal and make things good for him. 
And Pete Carmichael, he just doesn't seem like he's going to be a head coach anytime soon. So uh, you're not going to let him go do a lateral move anyway. So, uh, But, no, Reshaw would be the one I would probably point to the most. I'm sure Dennis Allen has some friends in the coaching industry. Maybe at some point he could bring people in. But I think that uh, that crew is pretty tight. And so I think that uh, I don't know the contract status on all of the assistants everywhere. Right. So, you know, but, but still – I would think that uh, that it would stand pretty much intact. And that's the danger if you bring in someone else. You're going to be losing a lot of good assistance because they might want to go do, go somewhere else. And, right. Uh, right. You know, that's, that's the danger. Now, you don't want to hire Dennis Allen if, just because of that. But I think no. Dennis Allen's more than qualified. Uh, I think he, he deserves this chance. Uh, and so, yeah, that, but like I said, that's the danger if you bring in someone else. Uh, they don't have a relationship with that new coach. Larry, um, do you anticipate if, if Allen is named the head coach that he continues as a defensive coordinator or he will elevate from within? And if so, who do you believe will be elevated? I think that's an interesting question. And I don't know. If, I would assume he would still run the defense. And if, if they would elevate someone, I think Ryan Nielsen would be a prime candidate to be mm-hmm. elevated um, and uh, look, there's a reason why they, they hung on to him for so long and, and sweeten the deal to make him stay after uh, the bungled move for, by LSU to try to get him and yes. smart move by him to stay because he'd be on the outside looking in. <laughs> so uh, that's just, uh, when it turns out, yeah, you know, uh, sometimes uh, the fortunes uh, end up in your favor. So Ryan Nielsen to me would be the uh, prime candidate. And I, I've actually talked with, uh, Dennis Allen about Ryan Nielsen. I did a big profile on Nielsen during training camp this past year, and so many people spoke so highly about Nielsen and uh, Dennis Allen specifically. So if there would be someone to elevate up, it, it could be him or maybe Richard. Uh, like if, he, if this, thing's, if this mm-hmm. thing happens and say, hey, Chris Richard, move up. Uh, Ryan Nielsen, you stay as the the assistant head coach D line. Uh, so I think they are two in-house candidates that would be really good uh, that, that would be able to easily be able to handle being the defensive coordinator. If Allen doesn't want to do that, but you would still elevate someone in title because mm-hmm. I, like Dennis is going to have other obligations, just like yeah, right. Sean Pete Carmichael runs the offensive room. a heck of a lot of times when, when Sean's got other things to do. And so, uh, you know, they will hire one, but, I would think that Dennis would still call the defense. Quarterback is the is the obviously the biggest position that's got to be filled in the off season. I've heard rumors of Teddy Bridgewater coming back. Uh, that they they like Winston. Uh, that some like Winston, some don't like Winston within the locker within that coaching staff and, and and of course the upper management. What are you hearing about quarterback, if anything? Well, I, here it, that's the thing. I, I'm I'm not necessarily hearing like that. Oh, okay. Who they like, like, I, I know they, there's not a lot of enough people in the building that like Winston, but mm-hmm. do you trust he can be healthy and you know, what can you do? You didn't see his full sample size. And uh, you know, it's uh, I'm going to have finally, I had, I was about to put out that article last week and you asked me what I was put, coming up with yeah. uh, next week. Thank goodness we held it a day because it would have got <laughs> buried under the water. So I, I've got two stories actually coming out this week. Okay. All quarterback related. Um, it's a, uh, one is going to be a roundtable of experts going over some of the veteran options, who they like, who they don't like. The Senior Bowls this week. Um, I got Jim Nagy who runs the Senior Bowl. In depth outlook on 
the top five quarterbacks that are going to be in there, and he considers uh, those five to be at least round one or round two guys. I'm sure the mm-hmm. Saints are going to study those guys. And then later in the week, I'm going to have big analytical look at every quarterback you could probably think of. I mean, you brought up Teddy. It's going to be on Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carb, Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, all anyone who I think might be attainable. I'm not doing Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Russell sure. Wilson, of course, is in that is going to be in that story as well. And I'm just going to. I've done a lot of the look, and it's. Boy, there's pluses and minuses on all of them. It's I don't envy the Saints because it is not going to be easy Mm-mm. to make a decision and be, man, 100%, this is the right decision. Sure. It, it is not going to be easy. And you could, you could argue your way into one person and argue your way out of one person. And uh, it's, it just goes to show you, Eric, when you're in the middle – and you you're just looking for a quarterback that's in the middle. Right. There's a lot of guys in the middle, and it's it's not easy. And the Saints were very fortunate for a long time, and now the Bengals, who have been on the bad mm-hmm. side of that, are finally on the good side of that, and they, they yeah. were, they're finally reaping the benefit. Well, I'm just glad the Saints aren't in the AFC. You kidding me? What all, what all the young guns <laughs> are in the AFC right now? Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Especially I mean, with Brady you- possibly retiring. And then I went through the free agents on on, on the undrafted on the, the I'm sorry the unrestricted free agents on the Tampa Bay Buccaneer roster today. Look, they could be purged, okay. And I think it could be wide open once again in terms of the NFC South, depending on who the Saints bring in as quarterback. Because I don't think this team is that far away. Well, if if people walk from Tampa, which could easily happen, I mean, now you're going to go chase money. You win. You want to ring Tom Brady's going to mm-hmm. be gone. Look, he's retiring. He's just bent that that it got out before he wanted it to. Um, sure. Give me a break. So he's, but are we ready for the Kyle Trapp era in, in Tampa? Hey, it could happen. And so, uh, uh, and then Matt Ryan's the most veteran quarterback. And then Carolina's got Sam Darnold and whoever, I don't know, they might draft mm-hmm. somebody. I don't know. Uh, and then of course the Saints are where they are with the Saints. So it's uh, that, yeah, the division's wide open uh, because it is that it could drop off. The Saints could maintain, maybe lose a piece or two, uh, but still uh, look, the Saints, if you know Brady leaving could easily open up them being the favorite again, the Saints being the favorite again. Yeah, so, sure, I think so. It, yeah, it's uh, uh, you know it's it's going to be a. I'm telling you, it's going to be one of the most intriguing off seasons we've seen, and we oh. thought it would be intriguing last year. It's going right. to be even more intriguing down sure. here in New Orleans this off season. I agree, Larry. Tell the folks how they can subscribe, how they can follow you on social media. Absolutely, at Larry Holder on Twitter. And uh, theathletic.com slash New Orleans or theathletic.com slash NFL. Uh, my work kind of gets popped around all over the place there. And, yeah, I'd be on the lookout, like I said. Uh, one is definitely coming out tomorrow. I'm, I've been promising mm-hmm. a story for weeks. Now we're finally right. going to do it. My roundtable look tomorrow. I'll just say the names I talked to are Lewis Riddick from, you know, Monday Night Football from ESPN, Greg Cosell from the NFL Films and ESPN's NFL Matchup, and Jim Nagy, head of the Senior Bowl. Guys I really trust, guys who study it all, their opinions are really interesting. That will come out tomorrow morning, theathletic.com slash New Orleans. I'll be looking for it. Thanks as always, my friend. We'll check in with you next week. All righty. Good talking to you, buddy. 
YouTube, bud. All right, that's Larry Holder, The Athletic. Don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. AC breaks down, heater breaks down. You're looking for maybe a new system. Ask about their 25% energy reduction guarantee. Ask about financing. Also, don't forget, uh, as well as uh, whether you're looking for electrical needs, that APCO whole home tree air, air treatment system for your home or your business, uh, and, of course, a generator for your home or business. Burkhardt does it all. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Hire a cash with celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-704-9936. 800-704-9936. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy, or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut, skin-on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Trying them today, only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. This week at Macy's, get 20 to 50% off great Valentine's Day gifts, like dazzling designs from our fine jewelry collections, now 35 to 70% off. Find incredible sapphire, ruby, aquamarine, and amethyst jewelry specials from Effie, 65% off. And get a $29.99 diamond pendant bonus buy with any $25 purchase while supplies last. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the calls would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like, uh... One, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. 
Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Have you looked at your website lately and said, gosh, this needs work? Or maybe you've just been putting off building a website for your business. Well, don't stress. Cumulus Digital is here to help. Our custom designed and comprehensive website packages include everything you need, including links to your social media, Google search, and we even drive customers straight to you. Starting at just $1,500 to build and low monthly hosting and maintenance costs starting at just $85, we'll take care of it all. Go to nolacumuluscares.com today and get started. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. Certainly appreciate you checking out the program. Thanks to Larry Holder back at uh, Thanks to Larry Holder for joining us from the Athletic Rudy back in studio. Thanks to all of our great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slideshow to sponsor, sponsor our program. Please continue to support those great sponsors. Also, again, as always, we thank you for supporting those sponsors and also for listening to the program. We listen over the airwaves on 106.1 FM or on the Anchor app or your favorite app. Don't, believe, uh, don't forget Jeff Duncan joins me in the world winning inside the Wall Sports this week. And coming up next on All Access with Ken Trahan, John Hendricks of uh, Saints News Network and SI.com will be his guest. Thanks for joining us today. We'll check you out tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for another edition of Inside New Orleans. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog catch of the governor, they all got to go. <laughs>